0: I was going to say, even though, I mean, Fox 40 is there, but you could bring CW 31 as well. You could do beers the following day for $3.10. <gasps> what is that? There's that? <laughs> we can
1: so, do a lot if Danny Videolo gets, you know, a shout
0: out. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and... In today's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about last night's uh, 1-1 tie, which uh, I gotta say it again, but all due to the ref, because who gives eight minutes in a game that tops four or five minutes? But either way, uh, it was a tough match for us, too. It's probably the hardest match in a long time, and it's probably the only match in which we've only had three substitutions uh, because of injuries. so uh, it's been pretty rough. So at the end of the day... uh, one point is probably not not too bad because it could have been probably worse given the circumstance there at the end of the match but let me first go ahead and pass it on to Sharon because Sharon you also have some uh, things to say here for tonight's podcast so kick it over to you and then we'll kick it over to Jared
1: Hey well done thank you Luis. Listen I'm doing okay personally it's just like freaking hot Um, I felt um, my friend in Arizona (laughs) his uh, pain of having he said he wants his hot, hot temperatures back. And so gladly in a couple days, we will return them to Arizona. Is that right, Jared? Can you have him back?
2: Uh, I mean, we've kind of got it worse right now, but, uh, you know, we're just going to end up getting any leftovers anyway of that heat. So,
1: okay. Uh. Well, speaking of the heat, we asked two players last night to step in and play a full 45 in the freaking heat. I mean, 90, sorry, two minute halves, a full 90 that, that they've never done in this kind of heat ever. And I wanna give major props to Faraday Sosa and uh, Johnny Fenwick. I mean, talk about two men who stepped up And, you know, got it done. And there were times where we're like, we were cheering Johnny Fenwick like nobody's business, but we've got a banged up squad. And I I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later because uh, Jared, bless your heart, you were able to hear some of the, you know, broadcaster from broadcasters, uh, commentary from the the match last night. So it will be interesting to hear your feedback on, on that. But one of the things, you know, just, just knowing what's going on, um, you know, with, we didn't like Shane and Lee. And again, we talk about not knowing the real news behind them. You know, we're, we're thinking maybe Shane is just sore, got really banged up against San Antonio. A lot of our guys really took it uh, hard uh, thinking that uh Seba's probably more of a day-to-day situation. I don't know if he'll be in Pittsburgh or not. Uh, there we're hearing that maybe Jack and Luis might not be, you know, fit uh they're very banged up we saw jack last night i did and he had the k tape all over his knee and up into his quad and below so what the heck did he do you know what did they do to him he got just tossed around like a rag doll against san antonio and so all of this factors into the fact that when Luis said we only had three field player subs we were joking about can carlos come on the field and play a field position if we needed it you know the dude could probably sit in defense or sit in the pocket like Arnold was touch and go there. He so there were so many different things that we're we're all seeing last night, but we don't get a whole lot of news. Uh, you know, and knowing that Dami picked up a hammy, a little hammy issue yesterday. Is Nick Ross going to be good to go in Pittsburgh? And now we think that Arnold may have accumulated uh, yellows and he has to sit the, sit a match. So now what? you know, now what? We love seeing that uh, um Mr. Padilla, uh, Zeke's Padilla come in, uh, and we're going to talk about that in a situation, not a situation, a bright spot in a little bit, but, you know, just got to hand it to Nick and Russ, you know, Russell for holding down the fort along with Connor Donovan, who took a blow to the, you know, huevos during the match, and we didn't know if he was going to be able to continue, you know, and then you have dear sweet jared on the outside wing yes we have dear sweet jared on our team too um but you know we have these guys that have been holding down the freaking fort and Kecko too while people are recovering from these like weird mid-season injuries and situations we would love to hear more about that and i'm sure hoping that connor sutton can kind of tease out what's going on I, i i know hipaa you know blah 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 but it's like, we just would love to have that information. So once again, we can wrap our minds around it. Anyhow, I'm doing fine. Jared, I'm going to toss it to you. We're going to talk about a lot of other things. We'll get to go losses of gratitude, of which I have only four minor ones or big ones, whatever. Jared, how how are you doing? And what did you hear last night?
2: Uh, just uh, trying to stay cool, stay inside the house, uh, avoid this 112, 114 degree heat. Uh, now, as, as far as the... Commentators, I mean, it just sounded like a lot of concern as far as uh, the fact that we had so many people that were unavailable, uh, you know, because of injury, of course, and also noting that uh, RGV was basically uh, playing for their lives because, of, let's face it, with the position they're in and the fact that they've beaten Oakland as they did a few days ago, uh, they were de- they definitely were. I mean, this is their their season they're they're fighting for, uh, but. Yeah. aside from that, we just had the, a lot of the basic, uh, commentating. Um, I was able to watch through ESPN plus. So, uh, I still had, uh, the local, uh, local casters on the call, but overall, I haven't really heard a whole lot, a lot of much, uh, as far as, uh, the entries go. I mean, we can only speculate of course. And, and of course, certainly hope that, uh, everybody gets better as quickly as possible, but, uh, I'm just glad we had uh, players still that were able to step up in in in, the, in this
0: challenge, Luis. Um, I'm trying to do better. Uh, yesterday was uh, it was a pretty heated match, not just temperature wise, but at the end of the match <laughs> because you know I already mentioned at the beginning, you know that it shouldn't have been eight minutes, all that, but uh, it was just it was a rough game all across the board uh, for all the players, and you know credit to all the guys for. Uh, staying out there and like sharon said right i mean there were some guys like freddy we kept seeing him too like he would have been subbed if we would have had more of a bench right and yet the guy pulled an amazing run right if you guys saw it end, right one of the last few minutes he went out there and i was like that guy is probably like (laughs) done and he still managed to pull that and granted right we still got tight and all that but still you have to give them credit for being out there because it's not easy just being out there just even as as fans are just sitting (laughs) in the stands with the heat and all that, let alone being out there running for 90 plus minutes, or I should say 98 minutes, even though it shouldn't have been 98 minutes. And I'm going to keep like, you know, pushing on the referee (laughs) throughout this episode because of that, but still it wasn't easy being out there.
1: It was Brad, Brad, you suck.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And what did I say? It's going to happen. I'm going to end up saying it and, uh, sorry coach you just i mean even coach actually went and uh, spoke to a referee after the game i noticed that he went and he was talking all that and i mean how can you not be mad at the ref because of that because it ultimately impacted us and we might look back and you know this might hit us hard at the end of the season because we lost two points that could be really valuable and i keep saying it over and over again you know any points that you let go might be what determines whether you host the playoff game or whether you host the final itself. So there's a lot on the line. Two points makes a huge difference, and hopefully we're not looking back at Brad at being like, Brad, you just, like, screwed us up because now we're not hosting. And now all of Sacramento's even more mad at you. So there is that. So, Jared, there's someone else now we're mad at. I know you're mad at someone else. I forgot the name of the ref you're mad at that made you lose a point and made me win a point, but... It just keeps adding on. I think Brad is also a part of Melbourne Rebus School of uh, refereeing. They just keep adding up, right? It's like, are we ever going to see one that doesn't come from that school? <laughs> Go and start looking at other schools. There's plenty of other ones out there, I'm sure. Like the
1: ref, the, actually, the ref we had against San Antonio, even though it was a bizarre match, he was probably the most even keel and not, mm. you know, he didn't bite for the fake you know the diving he didn't really bite on any of that and whereas last night dear brad he fell for every freaking dive right jared he fell mm-hmm. for every dive that rgv did we were even joking about the swimming pool you said something behind the scenes about the water park next door you know
2: <laughs> yeah I basically said that the uh rgv goalkeeper he was tempted by raging waters next door so he decided to start diving <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a clear dive. Yeah. No, you're you're right. That moment, right, where he said that he got in touch and right behind <laughs> we're looking at the replay at the in the big screen. It's like, uh, are you sure? Go look back. And Brad wasn't even looking at the screen. It's like, Brad, turn around. You can see what just went on.
1: I know. The fourth official periodically would look up. I I don't remember if that was Michael Zapata or if that was Victor. There's another. Or Vince, oh, I forget his name. Anyhow, I'll have to, John will let me know who the fourth <laughs> official was. But he it's so funny, too, because when he did the walkout in the very beginning, um, I don't know if it was, it was pre-match when they come out for for warm-up, said he recognized me and I said, hey, and I go, I'm, I'm not going to harangue you too much. And he goes, oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> so... Oh. Because you know, I remember him, and he remembers me from back in the day. Um, But man, I really wished I would have jumped on the fourth a little more from the (laughs) stands. But we honored Mark Briggs's request to kind of go after the other team because we're we're going all over the number twenty because he just kept (laughs) diving and diving. Then he'd get up and be like totally fine, and no nobody touched him. (laughs) You know, he would just dive over. You just don't want to be by our sideline if you're the po- opponent, because we'll, we'll be on you. I mean, we're, we were just on everybody. We, what was it? Francois. <laughs> we're all over Francois when they subbed him in. Although Luis was freaking out, you guys. So, so all you people listening. Luis was freaking out when francois got subbed in Luis, you freaked you oh he's so fast he's the one that did all and i was just like you know we're gonna have to deal with him and did we kind of we handled him except the what is it the sixth minute of added time We pretty uh-huh. much handled did you hear jared could you hear Luis on the, any of the microphones freaking out dude was freaking he was freaking he gets
2: there might have been a uh, a little bit
0: of a murmur, but uh nothing too too big as far as that goes. <laughs> well, I think for all the listeners to remember him, he was back in at Reno, right during those times, and we know how hard it was for us to like keep track of him because he was really quick. he pulled some crazy shots, and so it was like, you gotta be careful with this guy. He might not be maybe the same guy as Reno because now he's getting subbed in, I'm sure, right? and and all that, but now that I'm remembering, actually, I think in Reno, he would also get subbed in. He was like their mega super sub, right? Because the guy would get subbed in, he was super quick, right? And it worked out for them, right? He was that he was like their Malik Foster, right? Like the exactly. speedy guy, he gets subbed in, you know, he's gonna do damage to you. So that's why I was like, this is a tough match for us. We only have three subs. That was a smart move on their coach's part, especially considering that Ferretti was already like. You know, yeah. just holding it up, all gassed up, too. That's why I was really worried, Sharon. If it would have been any other game, I would have been like, okay, I think we're good, right? He was came off from the bench. He hasn't played in a long time, at least at his caliber that he used to be. So yeah,
1: that's well, what was going on. You know what's, what's weird? And I know we're going to get into stuff here in a second. But what's weird is Johnny Fenwick is not fast. Connor Donovan is not fast. Jared is okay. Faraday can catch up. Dami doesn't always track back the way Aldair does and the way that uh, Jack Jacker does, you know when when you lose it when you lose your attacker as a defender. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of a oh god, Johnny Fenwick. I mean like how's that going to work <laughs> out? How's that going to work out with three not as fleet in the feet, you know, defenders mm-hmm. against RGD. But you know what? We did. If it wasn't for Arnold busting up plays and freaking yeah. Arnold getting another yellow card, I love him to death. And the yellow wasn't deserved. I hope we appeal that yellow because it was so soft. I think it was against the 20 who dove all the time, yeah. right? So I don't know. I hope we appeal that yellow so that we can keep Arnold on the squad. But Arnold was busting plays left and right. He was breaking up any attack. He was very, very good. He was solid. So gave us a little bit of confidence in the back line. But man, what a hot, it was so hot. (laughs) I hate to complain. I know they played in hotter temperatures and more humid, but still, we're not used to it here yet quite because we've had the the most beautiful June. And then July basically gives us the middle finger and says, I was just waiting for you. I was (laughs) just waiting for you to turn the corner (laughs) and and I'm going to give you every little face of the sun bit of heat that I can muster that's what July did to us last night so hey thanks July
0: well then your brother right as well (laughs) we gotta mention
1: Jared Jared this was the funniest thing apparently people who had heard the podcast were coming up when I was traipsing my brother and my sister-in-law through the stands oh Mm. you're you're the brother, you're the brother from Texas. You you brought this heat. So there are people that knew <laughs> in advance, and they were harassing my family. And I was just reveling in it. And he was just trying to deflect like crazy. He's so quick-witted. You know, he's we come from a family of quick-witted. My mom's from New Jersey, and she and her sisters were quick-witted. My brother picked it up. And he was coming back with, hey, we've been everywhere we've been, we've had nice weather. We were just figuring California would get the hint, you know, to give us nice weather too. And it's like, no, you brought the <laughs> heat bubble, dude. And so people are even telling him, Can you just leave and take this with you? It's just like, ah, oh, it was so good. It was precious. Luis even gave him a hard time. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. And Ted, Ted and Bridget, um, my friends up in in uh in the vip section oh you're the you're the one who brought the heat we heard about you <laughs> it was so perfect
0: <laughs> well and even got- jared got it as well right so even he, he could complain right like they passed through arizona jared so there you have it that's the reason why well, well they still got plenty of
2: heat over in texas as well i mean i've got, I've got some folks that are o- over there for for a little while and thankfully got uh, less and less uh hot uh, by the time they eventually got there but uh Yeah, I mean, Texas definitely has their heat as well, but they also have humidity. So I think humidity might have got stuck at the uh, TSA uh, gates.
0: Which is good. Stay over there. We don't want any more. (laughs) We don't want any of that, too. But, you know, speaking of that, that's something that I was thinking about yesterday. Uh, How unfortunate it was that the rival we got was RGB coming from Texas. So they love this weather. They're like, you know what? It's actually cool here, right? (laughs) Like you said, Jared, no humidity. Uh it's a few degrees less. So they're like, oh, this is great. We're having a blast. This is cool weather.
1: Hey, if it was a dry heat, why the heck was I sweating out of every pore <laughs> on my body? So I did the most stupid thing yesterday. I thought, I'm going to go to the game. I'm going to wash my hair and have wet hair. So I go to the game, you know, with this wet hair to keep me cool. No, what it basically did, my wet hair made me have a sauna on my head. Jared, do you know what I'm talking about? When you're wet and it's hot, you get a sauna. So,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, definitely familiar with that.
1: <laughs> so, I shot myself in the freaking foot by thinking I was smart and going to the game with wet hair. <laughs> nope, that was so stupid. Oh, never do that again. Don't go to the game with wet hair, y'all. Yeah. Okay. But I know we have segments to get into. So,
0: all right, first up is your segment, Gloss of Gratitude.
1: And now, one of my favorite segments. Galazas of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some Galazas of Gratitude. All right. You know, it's so cool. Last night, cool. Last night was not cool. Um, We ran into Zeke's Padilla's dad at the match. Well, his whole family. I think every cousin and anybody who's ever known Zeke's was at the match last night. When Zeke's Padilla got on the field, we noticed a massive change. That kid has something to prove. He's 17 and he's solid. But we give, I give, and I know everybody gives a glass of gratitude to Saul Padilla because we're going to be hearing from him later in the podcast. We had a chance to talk with him and catch up with him. Really love the guy. I can't wait to see more of his son. The other one is Danny with Bellabrew, the caterer and VIP, amazing person, amazing heart, super generous, let us go back for, well, they didn't have a very good turnout in VIP because of the freaking heat. We went back for seconds, well, my brother did, you know, as many popsicles as we wanted. She fed some of the staff that were hungry and thirsty and all that other stuff. It was just an amazing experience with Danny. I got to give her major props. And then Luis for bringing me conchas. We're gonna probably have a, a mashup photo of these excellent conchas. One of them didn't even hardly make it home last night because I was like, I gotta try this. So I'm like eating it on the way home. Have you ever had concha crumbs in your car? Do you know how hard is? Concha... So Luis, thank you for the conchas, <laughs> I love you. And then Jane for uh, the parking for my brother who's you know, in from out of town. I just wanted to give him a treat. So Jane, thank you so much for, for the parking pass. And, you know, to everybody who braved the heat, thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, uh, Jared, golazes of gratitude.
2: All right. Well, kind of touching up on uh, what Jane helped out with, you know, I definitely want to give uh, golazes of gratitude to the uh, some of the folks that are in our uh, little chat that we have in here. Uh, making sure that if, if anyone needs a ticket or parking, that, uh, you know, if someone's got uh, some freed up, that they you know help out in any way they can i it's, it's always awesome and definitely a shining example of how this uh, club is is a community i mean whether it be uh, fans tbb or or elsewhere you know you know if you're at republic fc you know we help each other out as best as possible so it's definitely uh, something great to see i uh, also want to uh, give a quick a gloss of gratitude uh, from earlier this week uh, I was actually uh, asked if I wanted to interview with uh, Fox 40 in regard to the stadium announcement, so I want to give a big uh, guazzo gratitude to Mason Morrow of uh, Fox 40, uh, who I, I sat down with uh, by way of Zoom, uh, discussed the recent stadium announcement, uh, the news, everything like that. It was a great experience, and uh, for those that may not, not have seen it, it is actually on YouTube. Uh, I believe I've posted it on my personal page, but I can certainly. Actually, uh, I stand corrected. Uh, William uh, William Lamb uh, was able to get the video posted, so guazo gratitude to William for, for that as well, because I had not known and I had been looking for a
0: while. Uh, those are the uh, the biggest Guazos I have at this moment, uh, Luis. My first one goes out to Jane as well for the two tickets that she gave my uncle and I. Really appreciate it. Awesome view right behind Sharon, so it was nice to <laughs> experience a game there uh, once again in 105, which Hands down, again, best action ever. If anyone gets a chance to get a ticket there, get it. Because <laughs> you really hear everything and uh, you could really hear all of uh, coaches' comments, which uh, they're not always uh, PG-13, but <laughs> but you really get to hear how intense he gets, uh, which is really appreciated, or get to see him lift his arms up so that way everyone gets you know pumped up for anything. And it's good. And that's why he's one of our favorite coaches, as we keep saying over and over again. Next one goes out to Saul uh, Padilla, like uh, Sharon mentioned as well. We're going to be replaying uh, his audio from last night, which was really awesome. And I ended up finding out that Ezekiel is actually a Modesto native as well. So is his dad. And it's just something so amazing to me because as a Modesto native myself, I've always said that we have a lot of competitive teams here, a lot of great players, and to see someone come from my town and make it there and make it to sack is really something else. And just, uh, I would probably say I might be wrong on this one, but I think that probably the second player from the two hundred nine that debuts for the team, but I might be wrong, but I think it might be the second after of course, uh, Hayden. So looks like, you know, we were slowly bringing players through and it's not easy and got to give a major gloss of gratitude to all the parents that drive their kids up to nine one six or elsewhere too. I know, uh, so was letting us know that um, Ezequiel actually was actually playing over at San Jose Earthquakes, right, with their academy teams. And to see someone go from my area over down to the Bay Area or to 916, especially to the Bay Area, which we all know how bad it is to, <laughs> to drive over there anytime, is something else. And, you know, if it wasn't for all these, like, really supportive parents that do that for their kids, we wouldn't have players from the Valley coming down to SAC or to the Bay Area and making a name for themselves. So major, again, colossal gratitude out to all the parents who do that. And uh, other than that, also another one goes out to Walt for actually uh, talking to Sharon yesterday, which is really awesome. that we got the chance to uh, meet him. I didn't get the chance to meet him, but Sharon did. And they took a picture and all that. And, uh, you know, it's just really awesome when uh, any of us get to meet one of our listeners and when we we'll hear comments as well. So, Another gloss of gratitude out to the people who uh <laughs> mentioned the comment about the weather and all that. I know it's it's all in good fun and all that, but to us it means a lot when we hear those little comments because we're like, Oh, you made it, you made it past the first minute, <laughs> you made it past the introductions, right? So awesome to uh be able to know that. And you know, if you still want to say hi to us, if you want to leave us a voicemail, gotta bring it up because I've noticed that we haven't really mentioned it as much, saxsoccerpot.com, <laughs> the website which Again, uh, on there you can leave a voicemail, and y'all heard Walt in the last episode. We played his uh, voicemail, so if you also want to leave something or you want to contribute, so something like that, or just leave a comment, uh, just record it there, and uh, we'll replay it on a future episode. And it's really awesome for us to hear those. And usually, I'm the one that hears it first. I'm the one that gets the email, and then I pass it on to Sharon and Jared. But uh, it, it just means a lot when I see that email come through notifying me that there's any voicemail. So feel free to do so. If you'd like other than that, that's all I got. And hey. before I, before I forget, oh sorry, uh, before I forget, uh, we ha- we have
2: to give a big glass of gratitude to John once again, our, our stats and rules group guru always helps us out to learn about the, uh, officials assigned to the match, even give some insight uh, as far as what he's observed with, uh, those referees in the past. So it's always uh, a welcome sight. So we appreciate John for uh, doing a lot of number, number of crunches and the rules and regulation crunches for, for us as well.
0: True, he's the reason um, why we said Brad, you suck. So thank you, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brad, you suck. Thank you, John. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what's interesting because there are people that have uh, come up and and given us really good high fives. You know, I don't always remember everybody's names, but had another. I handed out oh no, I told somebody to come find me to give him a sticker once I ran into Louise. But then I didn't refine that person again, who listens to the State of the Republic podcast. And they came up to me um, when I was coming into the stadium with my brother and my sister-in-law, and he had listened to the podcast. And he says, are you, are you on the podcast, the State of the Republic podcast? I said, yes. And he, he's like, oh, is that your, that's your brother, right? <laughs> so it was like one of those random. And I told him I'd give him a sticker, and I thanked him for listening to the podcast. Gosh, oh, my gosh, you're going to have to tell me your name. Send us a message. And then another person who's a friend of mine in the stands, whom I met, of course, through watching watching the match and going to one of the fan fests early on last year, his name is Michael. And I think he travels in from Chico for every match by himself. He has a family that lives in Chico, but he comes and he sits like right above us. Luis, I think he was above you one row, but over five, five seats. Okay. Um, and he's an avid listener now of the podcast. And I think he's even made some comments. But, you know, he complimented us on on this podcast. And I know we're going to get into the meat of the play. But, you know, just really, really do appreciate. And like Louis said, send us a voicemail. You know, get on and, and send us a message that way. Yeah, comment in, you know, in the chats when we post episodes and things like that. But, you know, we want to bring more people on. I mean, we might even do an impromptu interview of you at the match and then we'll load that onto the podcast because those are really fun you know to be able to get a sense of what somebody just experienced during the game and to catch you right when you're still thinking about it we'll get you know catch a 15 30, one minute you know clip of you talking what about what you saw we'd love to have that also so come and find us we'll do you know we'll do some recordings and we'll throw them up on in our podcast and it's all a, a big happy soccer family because we are the only fan-based podcast that kind of covers the central valley soccer we don't mind competition we would love more you know to shine we would love to shine the light more and more on this but as far as podcasts go we're not a big media outlet we're not kcra we're not fox 40 we're not you know hot talk whatever it's called sports jared what's it called it's
2: Uh, It's called a Sac Town Sports now.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we're not that, but we are something very different, you know. So, so we we really want to get some more interplay here. Anyhow, let's get on with the show.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a new segment is being born. We'll have to like figure out what we call that, but basically the fan voice on the podcast. And and yeah, and we might I might even ask Jared if you could actually uh, do the intro for that since. We haven't had that many USL and soul Mysteries, and it's a shame I can't put your intro for that if we don't have one. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, try to if gonna scrap something together. Yeah, so be on the lookout for us, too. And in two weeks, uh, we might be debuting that um, segment, too. So we'll, we'll be out there on the 15th uh, talking to fans, right? Asking them what their initial, what their not initial what their last... what we'll be asking them what their overall match thoughts were. Right. And, yeah. and if anyone does, you know, cuss or something, you know, I'm going to have the beeping ready. Right. Cause if someone's really <laughs> mad, <laughs> we're going to make sure that they get beeped up too. Cause I, I know how it is after matches sometimes like last night, but yeah.
1: yeah, Well, and so far I don't think anybody's been beeped as much as I've been beeped. So, you know, that's, a, that's a pretty, uh, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it all should be good too there um all right well let's go ahead and dive into the match uh, a little bit more i know we talked about it uh, on there but i want to talk about the two goals that that we saw and first one and i think sharon you missed it i think you may have been out i'm trying to remember i don't think i saw you when the goal came through but
1: i was washing my hands
0: (laughs) that might be the good luck then maybe (laughs) maybe we get goals also when well you you might have the jane luck right jared (laughs) Where oh, I was
1: told I was told by everybody to go wash my hands again. Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess if that works, then it sucks not being able to see it, right? But if it means it's getting goals, then <laughs> go back and put some extra soap. <laughs> go there too. But uh, yeah, 48th minute, who else but Nick Ross, who he scored already a, quite a few goals this season too, and not just any goals, but I think he's done some power shots and He missed it the first time, right? The goalkeeper blocked it. But luckily, it was one of those uh, rebounds that (laughs) goes directly back to the man who shoots it. And he knew where to place it in that second shot. Because after you miss one, you know, let me place it where the goalkeeper can't stop it again. And that's what he did, right? He placed a power shot. And we're watching it here in like a little bit slower motion. But the ball's still going out like as if it were in regular motion. But what do you guys think just watching this goal, seeing Nick? score once again and not just that but also uh kick the ball so high up that I think that may have been a home run right a little similar to the one that we saw a few weeks back right Jared
1: that one went to Levy Patrol but go ahead Jared
0: <laughs>
2: yeah I mean just watching this goal unfold I mean it just showed the tenacity that that uh Nick Ross had I mean he spotted an opportunity to try to get it past uh RGV's goal that that didn't go successful, but he managed to ju- uh, jump on the ball again and, and hammer it in this time. So that was definitely some uh, some great power that we had. So as we're seeing on the replay here, there's the stop by by their goalkeeper, But uh, that reflection just hits out so far that uh, Nick Ross was able to take advantage of it and go at a different angle. So it was definitely a lot of cerebral uh, maneuvers uh, go- going through here.
1: So I was so bummed that I didn't get to see this live and that, but I did see the minute, the celebration, you know, the celly. So here's the deal. There was a fan that ran on the field right about that time, right? Uh, Luis, do you remember seeing that? Someone said something about that. Then the dude runs through VIP and then all this is happening at the same time as I'm coming out of washing my hands, the dude running through in a pink shirt and he's trying to lead through the back side of the and there's security that are grabbing him from both sides and yelling at him and then tim stallings comes running through and you know it's all this pandemonium at the same time we're having a goal celebration and i'm like i i was confused because i was actually back in the vip area and i saw the cell literally i heard the scream how the and i came you know looking and i you know unfortunately i could had to watch it on tv um But I saw the celebration. It was like, oh wow, this is like so cool. What's going on with this fan being escorted and running and yelling? And I was just like, it was the most weird evening. That little three minute part of my life in the Republic area, you know, it's like, what the heck? So did did you guys hear or see anything about some weirdo fan doing weirdo things?
0: No, not at all not of my end okay probably didn't get capture on tv too so what i did see i know you told me sharon that you saw him in BAP, but i i just saw the guy being escorted out he was like behind our team bench i don't know how he made his way through like <laughs> bip and then he probably ran back and, and all that but i just glanced over and i see someone being like you know grabbed from behind the team bench and security's escorting him out and i'm just like Okay, so when did that guy get on the field, or like where did he come from? I didn't, I didn't see him <laughs> get anywhere too. But it was the most bizarre thing because I, I'm sure it's probably happened before. You guys have probably seen someone jump on the pitch, but uh, it's the first time that I've seen anyone actually be on the pitch and be escorted out. Right? I don't know if maybe in a friendly he, match there may have happened something, but I've never did seen a Way it.
1: better job than San Antonio, Jared. Our people did a way better job. He didn't get a chance to do the weirdos.
2: Uh, absolutely, we we didn't do any of that uh, handheld uh, handheld uh, stuff that San Antonio does at Toyota Field. That, that's for sure. I mean, a- if anyone gets on the field at Heart our, our Health Park, they are quickly dealt with. So definitely another big uh, out of gratitude for uh, security at Heart Health Park for just taking that uh, guy down as quickly as possible. I mean, there's there's no room for it.
1: Absolutely no room. You know, I don't care whose team you're on, you know, or whose squad you're rooting for. You just, you know, you respect the rules of the game and the rules of, you know, literally it spells out what the expectations are of you as a fan there. It's very clear. And even, Mm. you know, Mark Briggs talked about it in his last podcast of, you know, let's let's lighten up on the rest and make it harder on the, you know, opponents, but that's fine. So anyhow, we have this incredible goal celebration. Everybody is just, you know, wrapping their arms around Nick Ross, you know, the, the the staff bench goes wild. Um, you know, it's so funny. Okay. So Connor Donovan, the ball went right by Connor Donovan, right? And he's been dying to want to have a goal for forever, the whole season. Connor Donovan has been in the right place. He just can't quite convert. But check out the setup by Jared Timmer. You know, Connor Donovan could have shot that shot, but he instead, you know, he kind of flicked it back to, you know, sure footed. Nick Ross but I'd say you know Connor just give it one little tiny little flicky touch but Jared Timmer love the man he was serving it in him and Faraday and Dami they were doing a really nice job of giving you know service to the guys that needed it look at how well we framed we framed the goal we had front post covered far post covered trailing runner another trailing runner you know it's like we had there was no way this could not have gone in. You know, we had Russell on kind of the rear far post. We had guys, we had guys ready to convert this. So it, it it was really wonderful that it did go in happy, happy days. Um, by the way, their goalkeeper saved their bacon a few times, just mm-hmm. like Danny Videolo saved our bacon several times. We talked about that in our little chat group about Danny Videolo coming up big in the match. And hopefully we'll get a chance to see a couple of those, you know, brilliant saves. Um
0: from Danny B. Yeah I'm glad you mentioned Connor as well because it, it was almost as if he had eyes behind his head right <laughs> like you could tell at the replay like he had no idea right he just passed it back he knew that there were some guys out back he was hoping someone would <laughs> come by and, and take a shot after that but I mean it, it was such a perfectly placed like pass right without you seeing the guy directly and where it was right. going to that I've seen a lot of plays happens where someone's actually looking at who they're going to pass it to. And they don't even have a good of a pass as like Connor did by just doing the back heel.
1: <laughs> Yeah. That was a no looky back heel. <laughs> Nick <laughs> uh, must have said, Nick must have said something, you know, there's a way you can communicate, you know, to your guys with, you know, it's like, you know, I'm running on or, you know, leave it or something like that. There's, there's ways you can let it, that you'd like to have the ball. I mean, I remember when I played, you know, there were so many opportunities. It's like, you know, find the gap or, you know, switch sides. And you just like once like this team is pretty gel, you know, we gel and they can read each other's minds. There was a little bit of uh, there was a little bit of broken play on us against us because we weren't moving to the it was too hot. You know, there were guys that were playing a play to a player where he thought he was going to be or where he was. And it just there was a few little step and fetch it situations last night but um for the most part this team pretty much reads itself reads each other really really well anyhow we had a great goal and you know we could have gotten two we could have gotten three but it just wasn't meant to be so let's let's move on we can relish in this moment for a little while but moving on
0: oh and actually i just noticed something that happened right before the play Sharon, Yeah, and uh it was how we saw the referee be yesterday. This could have been called a handball against us too by Nick Ross. If you guys go back and look at the replay, when he's and and true, the guy from RGB kind of pushes him, right? So he's like about to fall, right? It could have almost been a foul right there. Uh, but I think he may have slightly touched the ball with the hand. I don't know if you guys could see that too. and You guys could go back uh, if you guys are uh, wanting to look at the highlights, look at the minute and 56th mark um uh, yeah one minute 56 mark on there Nick Ross gets pushed back and then the ball bounces and I think it hits his hand which of course huh. is not an intentional handball or anything too but it could have been one of those reps that's just like oh it hit his hand right how many times have we seen reps just like call any handball as like hey right. it's hand right even if it wasn't intentional or maybe the ball bounced and you were like about to fall and they still call it so uh I'm glad he didn't because he could have right. He was right there staring at the play and that yeah. didn't happen. But yeah, we got lucky in <laughs> <of> that.
1: <laughs> we got lucky. But look how high up Jared Timmer was. I mean, Jared was way out of you know, Jared and, and Connor. They were way high. Did we have, had we just taken a corner kick? Is but that we, why those guys were so high?
0: Yeah, we had just gotten a foul. It it actually came from a foul. So. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes that makes that,
0: that yeah. Makes the, they were up there. I mean, now credit to them for staying up front, right? Yeah. Because the way the match was, they could have just like went all the way back, right? Just to make right. sure that we didn't get a counterattack against us too. But yeah, right. that's that's what happened. It was just, that was an interesting thing that I just observed. But <laughs> I was like, wait, Nick Nick touched it right there. But luckily yeah. in, in my interpretation of it, it's like, it's not intentional. So it shouldn't be called, but revs still do it sometimes either way. But uh, moving on to... Uh, got to say it again, to the 96th minute, that should have never happened. Had we just gotten five minutes of extra time, which is what I think anybody could go back, watch the entire second half. And that's reasonable to say five minutes, right? Uh, Given that we didn't get a hydration break in the second half, only in the first. And uh, any pauses that happened weren't really lengthy to really make it seem like it's going to be eight minutes, right? We didn't see anyone, uh, you know, be on the pitch right there. We didn't see anyone stay on there for like a good three four minutes right as we've seen at other occasions where you have really hard foul and that happens uh heck I would say in the last match against San Antonio I would have been more understanding if we would have gotten eight minutes in that one and we only ended up getting how many like four minutes right for that game too which we know he who shall not be named wasted all of them too and (laughs) referee blew the whistle right after too so I just don't understand what their criteria was for that. And again, it's just really unfortunate because given the circumstance of the match, it ended up just like hitting us really hard in, in that fashion too. And so hard that even at the end of the match, like we only saw two players and we didn't actually see most of the players walk by as, as we usually see them, at least on our side on one of five, because I know Sharon, you were saying that they went down to a uh, TBB and all that, but uh, it, I mean, it was hard, right. When it hits you that way too, but Again, 96th minute, uh, the guy who I kept telling you, Sharon, keep an eye out on Francois. <laughs> uh, it starts with him too, right? He uh, throws, uh, He wants to throw a, a cross right there. And fortunately, right, it gets deflected, but deflected to a guy who's open, right? Because again, we're all out back. They had guys back ready for any uh, rebound opportunities there. And that guy plays the pass right to the guy who ends up scoring the goal. And... And what I got to say, I mean, it was an awesome goal, right? We can't deny it, right? He curved it.
1: We had four defenders, Luis. We had four defenders there and Danny Videolo. We had four guys that were trying, five guys trying to close him down. Look at all of our players. We had Jared Timmer sliding on the ground. We, you know, we had uh, Arnold Lopez was right there. We had Connor Donovan that was trying to block. You know, we had guys coming in. We had guys coming in that shouldn't even have been coming in. That we're trying to you know close it down and and keep that ball out of our you know penalty box, but it didn't matter. the shot as you said, the shot was perfect, yeah, it was perfect.
0: It was one of those shots that you'll probably get one in every hundred tries that you do or maybe not even get ever and right in all the shots that you do, and he placed it right where you gotta place it when you have so many guys marking you and just high enough to where. Danny or I don't care what goalkeeper out there, they would not have stopped that. That's the one side of the post where the only way that a goalkeeper is going to stop that is if they're literally like standing in the corner of the post. I know goalkeeper is going to be right there <laughs> as someone's ready to take a shot. Right, you're covering other um, angles as well. And again, it's it's a wonder shot.
1: Yeah, it's
0: no, we none of us expected that to ever happen. You you know you usually tend to think, oh he's going to get blocked or. Someone in TBB is going to end up uh, getting the ball yeah. <laughs> and taking a selfie with it there. But yeah. yeah,
1: so funny. That's funny. Um, so so when you're in the box as a defender, right then and there, there are two thoughts going through your head: Am I pulling the offside trap? So if the guy is passing it instead of shooting it, we can get their players offside. Or do I need to do the cover? you know, pressure cover balance. Do I need to provide cover for the keeper and drop deeper? That's creating a different type of uh, ability for the other team to get an overload. Should the guy not shoot. So they have to, our guys had to be mentally aware of absolutely everything. And in this case they held their line as though they were anticipating more of a pass, not a shot. And so they held their line knowing that RGV was leaning and tending to be in an offside position. Two of their players were in an offside position, should that not have been a shot as opposed to a pass. So there's a lot of thought that goes into defending and, and our guys were, were definitely holding line. So, you know, tough times, tough thing, Danny, you could tell he was so deflated after the shot. If he had, If goalkeepers, which they rarely do, shed a tear, I think there was a big, big bird teardrop right then and there because he felt the weight of that and there was nothing he could do. That's not on Danny. That's just the RGV absolutely being 100% brilliant. We had, everybody was back there. We had all of our defenders there. They were all playing, I don't want to say the offside trap, but they were all holding the line. You know what I mean? So our guys knew what they were doing and uh we just got it nicked.
0: Yeah, that's why I say you can't really blame anyone in this goal. It was it was a wonder goal and those yeah. things happen sometimes and everyone was doing their job, right? right? Again, no one would expect that, that to happen. And
1: Jared, yeah. do you know what the announcers were saying after this goal? Were they complaining about the eight minutes of of uh, you know added time?
2: Uh, there have been some questions as far as uh, why it was 8 minutes i mean looking at some of the stoppages uh, in the second half i mean it was nowhere in comparison to last week's uh, of course uh, but yet that only received i think 4 minutes stoppage time and all of a sudden i mean there w- there wasn't a whole lot of injuries or out of field or stoppage of play or anything like that but yet 8 minutes i mean that's that's something you see like um oh i don't know the nation's league or a gold cup or something like that not here in the usl you rarely see more than 5 so i'm just at a loss as to where the 8 minutes came from that ultimately uh, RGV needed needed 6 of those uh, to get the goal through but if it was just a regular 3 minutes 5 minutes or so then yeah this game would have been wrapped up but for some reason the referees decided to go with 8 which uh, still perplexes me
0: Yeah, like I said, should have been five minutes tops, like, and it's just so sad because it impacts the scoreline, and it's not like a yellow card, which, by the way, we have to bring this up too. I was almost forgetting this, right?
1: Yellow um, card
0: rescinded for he who shall not be named. We all know who he is, right? We don't want to keep mentioning his name over and over again. I'm really disappointed yeah. at USL and it's such a circus, whatever they have going on with the disciplinary team or whoever decides to do that because how on earth do you rescind a yellow card that should have been a red card, right? Let's like just have that. And also when you do that, not find the player in any given way or just impose your own sanctions on like, okay, that yellow card may have been rescinded, but we're going to put this like, hefty match suspension for all the actions that you did after that. I just, it's beyond me, because they could do that, right? I mean, they could always impose additional sanctions, even if they rescind one of them, but they didn't do anything. So, what? you know what, that may have been a a US on some mystery for you, Jared? Like, what's going on in San Antonio that let them not do anything? It could well be, I
2: mean, because I seriously doubt a team like San Antonio is going to do something like that. I mean, it's it's bad enough he's got a history of it from uh, previous seasons, but now he's starting to do this in the m- middle of uh, what was then uh, Pride Month. I-, I seriously don't see San Antonio taking any disciplinary action, and it is sad. I mean, I I seriously doubt they took any on the uh, the guy that uh, rushed the field over in mm. Toyota Park uh, a few months back. So I mean, we we, we can inquire, but San Antonio's not going to do anything. They're just going to sweep it under a rug. I mean, they're they're the champions, they're the league darlings. So, of course, they're giving them more leeway to sweep things under the rug. That's just my opinion.
0: And that's why the sanctions should have come from USO directly. Like, I don't know what they're so scared of doing to San Antonio. And even if they are the reigning champions, I mean, look at Orange County. At one point, they were the reigning champions. Look at where they're at now, right? So it's just weird. It was a weird situation.
1: It was a weird situation, but my hunch was the second yellow was for language and we all talked about this and it might not have been, uh, m- you know, the the words coming from Mitch. It could have been from somebody else. But the disrespect after he was, you know, moved off the field wouldn't have happened if the call was, you know, so it's just like there's this whole weird s- series of events. But let's get back to the 87th minute of our, our match when Zeke's Padilla gets mm-hmm. on the field I mean, talk about a bright spot and the whole fan base, because of course he had like, I swear to God, 25 people in the stadium rooting for him. It We just went nuts because we started to watch this kid and it was like, oh my God, this dude's for real. And he's like winning balls. He's going in on tackles. He's, his footwork is fabulous. His turns, his, you know, it, he was actually very impactful. And, you know, all of us were like, where was he sooner? Let's have some more of him. And sure enough, after the game, when we talked to Todd, he was like, so proud. He was so proud of Zeke Padilla's, you know, um, debut. And when we're saying, we need to see more of him, Todd kind of got a glint in his eye and he goes, you liked him, huh? You know, I was kind of like, maybe we'll do that. You know, I was like, Oh, let's do that. Remember when we had, um, oh gosh, the um, Tiago uh, yeah. Suarez. And how Mm -hmm. high we were on Thiago and how good he was at such a young age. And now he's gone on to do good things for himself. You know, it's that kind of feeling, you know, when we get a, a, a player that just steps on the field and says, I own this. I own this place. And he did. He acted like super confident. But the cheers he got afterwards and the greetings, he had people yelling for him to come to the rail, you know, for autographs. That's something that's brand new mm. for that guy. And you know darn well, he's like in it, his it head, he's replaying all this. Cause this is when you first do this is when it's your first pro match and that happens to you and you feel it. You don't, it's can, it's like, what just happened to me? And you begin to like go, you, you want it again. You know, it's like a drug, <laughs> a good one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever Uh, I shouldn't, it's addicting and I shouldn't say a drug, but it is, it is addicting. That feeling is super addictive and you have to learn every single day. You have to learn how to Mm. handle that and to keep it in check, you know, and use it for your uh, advantage and then do good things with it. I mean, Mm. we see how all of our players, our seasoned guys, they're so humble and they, they know that they love the fan. You know, interaction like Kecko is super humble and so nice, and he knows people love him. Like when he came off the field, the crowd went wild for him, like to hold him. You know, it's like we know you're getting subbed out, but please know we loved what you did today. Did, right, Luis? The, the crowd went wild when Kecko had. You know, we gave him the ovation, standing. You know that kind of thing. So, so that's how that's how this kid is going to have to learn how to do that that whole thing. Anyhow. We Love Zeke's, and by the way, they call him Zeke's. Uh, that's his nickname, they don't call him Ezekiel, but we can. But I'm gonna call him Zeke's because apparently that's that's his nickname,
0: yeah.
2: yeah, I know RGV certainly uh, had a welcome to the US Cell Championship for him. I mean, not even a couple of minutes in- into the his appearance, he was already getting the ta- uh, tackled and challenged uh, left and right. In fact, he got taken down twice within the span of maybe. 20 to 30 seconds. Mm. I mean, the first, the first, str- uh, first uh, challenge, uh, they ended up yellow carding RGV and then I'm not sure about the second one. It may have just no. been a regular call, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely made a great debut. Uh, and I hope we do see more of them, uh,
0: on, on the, uh, future,
2: on the future matches. Um, hopefully maybe with Pittsburgh then next week.
0: We'll see. And it's one of those really amazing stories, right, that couldn't be written any better, right? And that's when we've heard a a lot of other players around the world have similar situations where they kind of had to be called up to it, right? It wasn't like they slowly got subbed in a match in which the team was winning 4-5 or nil, (laughs) But he was in the circumstance. And I know I was telling you, Sharon, and this is before, right, like we, we saw him that I wanted a coach to do all three subs already. I didn't care who was there and I didn't care if it was someone's first match. I was like, given the circumstance, I normally would say like, put them in a match where you already win, right? So they don't feel this much pressure, but we need some fresh legs out there. Whoever can go out there. That's why I was even calling on like Carlos to <laughs> go defend as well. And maybe adjust to any other position, but we needed fresh legs out there for sure. Because what we we're seeing on the pitch I was a little, like, afraid of what ended up happening at the end, right? That we'd ultimately get tight on there and even maybe lose the match because that's, you know, how the situation was uh, looking like. But, yeah, he stepped on the pitch. He did what I said even before he stepped on the pitch that any player should do when they're given this opportunity is go give it your all. Like, feel like you are getting subbed in to the USL Cup final and... We're losing the match, and they want you to go out there and prove yourself and, you know, make a statement. And that's exactly what he did in this match. And yeah, hopefully he gets more opportunities out there because it's been a while, I think, since we've seen a player give such a good 10 minutes, right? I think he probably had maybe around like 10 minutes, especially because of the eight minutes extra time and all that. But it's been a long while, I think, since I've been really looking forward to seeing a, a player like that and you know we've had some great players in the academy of course right come through and all that but I don't think I've seen a player like with his abilities quite like that
1: so so stay tuned everybody because in just a couple of minutes uh uh Luis well we are going to be playing a little clip from uh Saul Padilla his dad who couldn't have been prouder but I know right now we probably need to go on to a segment that I might be happy about, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm going to be happy or who's going to be happy about podcast winter dinner.
0: You're the only one that's happy about that. That's why I didn't even want to bring it up right now. But
1: he did it again. He went like this long conversation to avoid getting to podcast winter dinner. Last time he had this long conversation to rub it in that I got no points and he, you and he got points. <laughs> long- you know we, we know him so well, but yeah.
0: J- Jared and I are sinking, but luckily not not sinking too far quite yet. But yeah, <laughs> yesterday's match. Thanks to Brad once again. Brad screwing up not just on on the pitch but off the pitch. Uh, he gave us a first yellow card, and Sharon was the first brave of us three to say, "Yeah, we're going to get the first yellow card, even though we're playing against the a team that is almost last place in the standings there." But that's how she got the point there, and all three of us could have got an extra point if it would have been 2-0, and we weren't that far. It could have been. We have plenty of chances to make it 2-0, but uh that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. there. Jared actually guessed Jack and Seba as the backup score uh, for uh, first goal score, and I think it might be a first on the competition where neither the first goal score nor the sub first goal scorer actually even gets to play or even be in the match right uh so uh that was unfortunate i'm sure jared when you saw that you were like oh it looks like i might just get two points or i might really get nothing because uh you're not getting it through the first goal score which is a shame
2: well, well and, the th- and the thing was compared to the weeks past i mean we saw i mean it, i know it's probably not exactly 11 but it seemed like a full 11 of people that were out or questionable and you know uh yeah you know, at least uh some clauses of gratitude out to the uh republic fc uh front office for at least uh now giving us uh out or questionable status that's more than what we've been getting this, this uh past few, few months so it's at least something but just the number of people that were that were on that list i mean yeah i mean it's it's no wonder that's how uh, we probably wouldn't have even gotten points if uh those that we had listed were on So it's I mean, given that, it's going to make this upcoming week uh, a little difficult to try and predict who's going to score because we, we kind of have to figure out who's even playing first, uh, let alone going to score.
1: Yeah. No. So it's like, well, let's see. Shall I put Danny Videolo as my first goal scorer? Because I know he's <laughs> going to be in.
0: <laughs> but I don't even know anymore. I feel like at this point, it's like, is it going to be maybe Carlos in goal? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I don't know. I don't know who it could be, but... Looking at the scoreboard, Sharon is now leading the way. No more ties there. So 13 points. I am at 12 points still and Jared 11. So we're back to just one, two, three differential there. But still close. It's still
1: crowded Uh, at the top. It's still crowded at the top, just (laughs) like our Western Conference. So
0: Yeah, it's still looking like that. But let's go ahead and predict for next week. As Uh y'all mentioned, we're traveling over to the old land of Danny and Russell right? Pittsburgh Riverhounds is the opponent and not at a good time when we have like a hospital situation going on with us. But last we got to go make the trip against the East to play against the, a tough squad, right? A squad that made it uh, pretty far in the Open Cup. I thought they were going to maybe reach semifinals, but still, you know, they put USL Championship up there in, in the last cup run. So I'm going to go first this time since I think it's been a while since I've gone first. I say we get a tie 1-1. I think first... Oh, and we wrote it down before these things happen. I think we're going to stop writing it down before. I might just (laughs) have you go first next time. (laughs) But I think first goal scorer, and we'll understand, he won't be celebrating because this is his former team, and he scored quite a few goals for them. Russell is going to get the first one. He's going to do the typical, I'm sorry to the crowd, which we understand, Russell. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, and if he doesn't see the pitch because maybe he just doesn't want to face his whole team or something happens there and he's just like, ah, I'm, I'm good, right? Or he they just want to rest him up a little bit more since how chaotic it was yesterday with all the situations there. I say Nick gets another goal and braves it enough to be like, you know what? I'll make the trip out to the East Coast and uh, get the goal because you know, he'll be on fire over there. And first yellow card. I think we get the first yellow card this time, especially traveling out there. It's gonna be rough. All right, Sharon. Well, you you already guessed, so let's go ahead and go with you. You said one-one. So on. I said
1: I said one-one and I have the exact opposite on the goal scorers. I have Nick and then Russell. I had given some thought to Kecko, you know, because he's kind of sneaky, sly, and I don't know that Pittsburgh really knows Kecko very much, but they definitely know Russell. So I have a feeling they're gonna shut down Russell. And uh, so that's why I went with Nick. But then Russell is a backup just in case Nick doesn't make the trip. But, man, I really wanted to factor Keiko. I mean, at this point, should we have a third choice because of the freaking being banged up and all that other? Should we just this one time have a third choice? I mean, look what happened to Jared last night. He, You know, both of his players didn't even play.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, if Jared's okay with it, I'm okay with just just for this match, though.
2: Yeah, all right. I'm good with it.
0: All right, so given that circumstance, uh, I'm going to add yeah. my third as well, Then, I guess at this point, uh, I'm going to actually go with, I'm going to go with Kecko.
1: Yeah, That's ditto. My Keiko's my three. Yeah, he's my, yeah, just in case Russell and Nick got banged up and they don't make the trip, then yeah. We well, should watch go watch the three not
0: go, watch the three not even make it. God.
1: <laughs> and then I also had Sac Republic pull in the first yellow. Just because we've been consistent these last couple matches, maybe I don't know. Who knows?
0: All right, you're trying to keep the lead right there. I see. Yeah, uh, well, let's go, Russell. Get that first goal. <laughs> All right. How about you, Jared?
1: Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm hoping I'm wrong on this, but somehow I see Pittsburgh winning two-one. I once again, I hope I'm wrong. Please, if please uh, prove me wrong. Uh, first goal, I am gonna say Dami, and then. If he doesn't uh, go on or doesn't score, uh, I am going to go with, let's see, Russell. And if he doesn't go on there, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Faraday.
1: You're brave.
2: And then somehow Pittsburgh gets the first yellow card.
1: I see Jared catching up. Oh, yeah. I see Jared. I honestly, with that score line, that was Jared. I was actually tempted to have Pittsburgh win. Like 2 0, but you know, I'm such a freaking loyal fan. I was like, oh no, we're just going to tie. Yeah, then, yeah.
0: So I would have probably gone with the loss too, but knowing that it's Danny in goal and that he knows the players on the other side, <laughs> I was like, he knows them. At least I think he'll, he'll do that. Hopefully, he gets the clean sheet, considering he knows them and he's been there. You know, he knows the climate, he knows the people, he knows everything, right? All the atmosphere. So it's going to be yeah, an interesting I mean, one, definitely for them. He's overdue
2: for another uh, sh- uh, shutout because he's actually two away from uh, getting uh, number 30 on this
1: career. Oh, man. It would be so dandy to have number 30. Oh, and his number is 31. You know, it'd be better is to have a big celebration when he gets to 31st shutout because that's his, that's his kit number. Oh my God.
0: He could do it. Of course. That's course, three more.
2: And might want to get Kamawasa in on it as well, his book because his number is also th- thirty-one. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, that would be such a blast. We're giving some ideas, Connor Sutton. You better pass those ideas on, you know, to the marketing team that, you know, if Danny Videolo gets a 31st la la la, we bring Cameron Wassa back. We just like go crazy over the number 31, um, you know, and then we bring Big Bird. We bring Big Bird in from New York and Sesame Street and have him come in to celebrate next to Danny Videolo or somebody in a Big Bird costume or quick quack. I mean, they're yellow.
0: I was going to say, even though, I mean, Fox 40 is there, but you could bring CW 31 as well. You could do beers the following day for $3.10. cents.
1: <gasps> what is that.
0: There's
1: that. <laughs> we can so. do a lot if Danny Videolo gets, you know, a shout out. So, Sabrina, if you are listening, I don't know if you or Danny are listening. Danny, you got to start pitching, man. You got to pitch your uh, your uh, celly, you know, what you want to have done when we get to 31. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, and he could have just been two away if it wasn't for Brad. Brad, you suck. All right, just got to say it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now now let's go ahead and look at the standings here and Uh. uh, how things are looking like for us. Uh, We're sitting still first place overall, not just in the West and the East, but in general. 33 points, 17 matches played. Now El Paso has one match in hand, but they have 30 points. So if they win, we would just be tight in points. So, luckily, it's no longer to where they win. They could pass us to. And that's thanks to New Mexico yesterday. Shout out to them. of gratitude to them. Because they went to a possible and they beat them 1-0. And there's a New, New Mexico, Mexico team that, yeah. They, New Mexico, yes, New, New Mexico. Mexico. The shocker.
1: Love you, New Mexico, right now. <laughs> right this minute until we play you, then we don't. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, the standings are looking just incredible. Well, for everyone except Las Vegas. But if we look at the teams from, you know, third place down to 11th place, there's only an eight point differential between San Antonio with 20 points and RGB with 20 points. How crazy is it that a team that is in 11th place could potentially rise up and be in the top three, like within a few matches? Well, of course, they've got some things going against
2: them, uh, including San Antonio. They ended up uh, uh, winning 3-1. Uh, in their match. And also uh, Monterey Bay ended up losing. I believe they lost three, one to orange County. If I, if I see correctly. So we've uh, definitely got some help, but also with San Antonio's win, we've uh, got some fire underneath us. So it's uh, definitely something to look into Uh, going further down the standings. uh, Just real quick. um, I'm not sure if anyone had seen it. Phoenix rising uh, over by the airport just completely torched Memphis 901 FC six nil. And as a time of recording, I actually got a text message from Phoenix rising's uh, automated tech service. They have this, we win you win" promotion, but because of the score, they're offering $6 bleacher seats to the next three matches. So that in itself just shows how big of a celebration that is for Phoenix. And, Really, com- comparing with the last couple of years, <laughs> they they need the- all the celebration they can
0: get. Wow, six nil against Memphis. Which let's keep in mind, the next home game for us, it's against Memphis, the State for a game. So not not saying that we would get the same score line, although we could. Right, of course, like if Phoenix did it. Why why not us? But uh, it just goes to show you, like how this team is moving up. Right, I mean Phoenix is saying in sixth place, twenty five points, seventeen matches played. Colorado Republic has the same points, but one more match. So if Phoenix wins, they could take over fifth place or even if they tie as well. But if Phoenix wins, we could have them right there, not too far from us. How crazy is it? I mean, they've truly been rising, true to their name, within the last few weeks to where now they're, they're starting to be the old Phoenix, which is crazy, right? But mm-hmm. it, this is, again, this is why this especially the western conference as we keep saying it week by week it's anybody's game and that's why we have to be on our game because we don't want to be the team that is left out because we missed out and again matches like yesterday where we lose out on two points could make the big difference uh, at the end of the season so that's why we keep on haunting brad and how much he screwed us up in this match <laughs> but um it's interesting to see, but I keep saying that I think a few teams are going to miss out of the playoffs just by a few points. And it could it could fall back to where it's just no points, head-to-head, you're out of the playoffs because you scored one less goal in one match. So it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Anyhow. But yeah, keep an eye out for Pittsburgh next week, though, because right now they are tied for first in the east right now they're sitting in second place but still three teams have him. first yeah so uh a lot to play for considering if they win they're going to be above us in overall first place so it's a battle for first place next saturday uh it's going to be quite the match uh for not just our own fans but i think anybody in the usl to watch uh, that should even be match of the week it should even be on uh espn two, but i don't think it is right unless i'm wrong but i don't recall it being Advertised as such, but so there you guys have it. That's that's the scoreline there. And as Sharon mentioned earlier, shout out to Saul Padilla, right? Um, Zeke's father, who uh we actually uh, came across yesterday as we were coming out of the stadium, and Sharon uh had some questions for him because he wanted to hear um his thoughts, right, on seeing his son debut with uh the old glory red. And so let's go ahead and play some of what he told us last night.
1: What did it feel like to watch your son step on the field tonight?
0: I mean, it was very, uh, I, I kind of like uh, emotional, but I couldn't even like, believe it really, you know. It's, he's been working so hard for this for like the last 10 years. So, I mean, it was just kind of surreal,
1: you was, know, to was, see
0: him on the field.
1: It was surreal. And what did you think of the runs that he was making?
0: I mean, I, I, for the little time, you know, it was at the end, but I think he did pretty good. He showed what he can do type thing, you know. I wish he would have had a little bit more time. But I think he would have done a little bit more. So,
1: What would you say if you thought that all of the fans would support seeing more of Padilla? Uh, of Padilla? yeah.
0: I mean, Zeke's a very likable guy, and he feeds off people. So if Zeke were to get a fan base behind him like this, I think Zeke would just blow up here. So we're very excited that he's got the opportunity, and we're just looking forward to, to see what happens here in this next month.
1: Saul, thank you so much. Thank we you. really appreciate you. Boy, that just brings back so many good memories from from the match last night because there were so many high points, Luis and Jared. You know, at the end of the day, it just, it was spectacular to meet him um, and meet the family, actually. And my sister was engaged with uh, some of the other family members, the uncles and the cousins and, you know, things like that. So that thank you for letting us put that clip in uh, to our podcast. And we look forward to doing this segment. Um, in the future with fans and family members it's a it's a wonderful segment and jared i can't wait to hear what you're going to do to announce uh you know the introduction to this very special new segment in a couple of weeks that we'll be starting up
0: yeah Yeah, y'all already know it'll be epic just like uh usl and salt mysteries this as well with the music and and all that added onto it but yeah it was really great chatting with them too and finding out that they know they were indeed from the 209 uh, just as i mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast and he was you know talking to me about all the journey that they've had right to where Zeke's at now in Sac Republic getting an opportunity to uh, play with the team with a local team here right because how many times have we seen players uh, jump from being in the valley to being and maybe other teams that are out of the valley right there's been quite a few players that just haven't really been given an opportunity here and You got to go wherever you can get one. So it's nice that we're keeping Valley talent here and that that's going on there. But uh, yeah, again, just shout out to him for all that he's done to get to where he's gotten to now. And it's not an easy thing to uh, uh, debut in such a stressful match that we had to witness yesterday. Also, actually wanted to give a shout out to Zeke's. And Sharon Jared, I don't think either of you know this too, but he just followed us as of recording. Uh, on the Instagram page and we hadn't followed Zeke's yet I was barely you know gonna go through Instagram and all the notifications that we've gotten and all that but he followed us so I'm sure maybe his father told him about the podcast and now he's following our show as well we followed him back of course I as we started recording I, I saw the notification and immediately uh, hit the follow back button so shout out to Zeke's huh? for what following did- us on there
1: Way to go. Z. Awesome. Yeah. All, all your buddies on the squad pretty much follow us. So, um, you know, Hey, if you ever tag us in a post, we'll repost it on our wall, um, on Instagram. And so, yeah, if you ever, if you ever see something that, you know, you, you want to draw attention to just throw a, add a mention and and we'll repost it for you. We, we love doing the repost. Uh, we have we have some creative folks behind the scenes. Well, all three of us are pretty creative, and we like creating stories because uh, they're short lived and they just come and go. And so, would love it. we Would love it. Send us your send us a player photo. We should put a player photo of him on our collage for um, this podcast. You got to find one, Luis. You got to find that good player photo. Him and Nick will make that collage. Anyhow. Moving on to the rest of the um, soccer that happened, we saw that the uh, California storm uh, did win their match last night. Uh, It was a horrible heat. And I know they also played earlier in the day. And Luis may have a little bit of a report on the match that was rescheduled to 10 AM as opposed to noon or one, one o'clock. I forget what time they were playing um, Stockton cargo, but the California storm played two matches again yesterday and and their second match uh, against the Nighthawks, they won 1 to 0. And then earlier in the day against the um, Stockton Cargo, Luis. Do you have a result from that?
0: Yeah, that's actually that I'm right now uh, trying to pull up to. I know I didn't see it on uh, Stockton Cargo side, but it looks like from Storm side, they actually published that they actually won 2 0 at Stockton. Okay. So, first ever match for the Storm. Uh, in Stockton, and uh, they got the win too. And unfortunate for Stockton Cargo, but we know Storm was a difficult team, right? And uh, I'm not too surprised on on that side too. And plus, the weather and all that delay it's it's a bit tough just playing out there too. But overall, I mean, for their first season, I'm really proud of the Cargo because I keep saying it, right? This is a team that they did tryouts earlier in the year. Uh, they had very few time to really work on figuring out the starting 11 and all that. And to place fourth place in the Western Conference uh, NorCal division out of eight teams, right? To be right there and midway through the table, it's good for a first team, given all the circumstances there. Um, Academic also won yesterday 4 uh, 2. So it was good that they closed out the season with the win and uh, ended up seventh out of the eight teams, which again, It was a difficult season for them, but to get in that position, especially in their first season as well, it's tough, right? So it was good that they managed to uh, pull that there, Um, but the Storm do qualify for playoffs right after that win uh, earlier here against the Cargo, so they're moving on along with the soul and the Glens, so wish them the best of luck. We're going to be right there um, watching that playoff match and seeing them also in WPSL, which... They're also doing just amazing uh, on that side as well. So uh, looking forward to that. So congratulations to them for qualifying in their first season in USLW. So also proving that they could be a strong team in USLW, not just in a WPSL. And I'm just so impressed. I keep saying it over and over again how they're playing in two leagues simultaneously. Like what what team out there does that, right? I don't think I've ever seen a team say like, yeah, we, we play in two leagues, uh, same season. Sometimes. We have games back-to-back. <laughs> no problem, right? We could do it, too. So, yeah. It just, again, goes to show the amount of talent that we have in the Valley, right? That they are able to have two really super competitive teams. So,
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, on that note. I well... do want
0: to mention something else, though, Sharon. Uh, and I didn't want to mention it, but again, and I keep saying this over and over again, but Wago, uh, they played again, too, and they lost the uh, 1-0 in uh, another match that they had, so they they're still right there in last place, ten points out of fourteen games played. It's just yeah, I mean it's been tough for them, and we'll probably have Bill and vJ I know it's gonna be hard for him we'll see if he wants to be back on our you know favorite podcast magic just to talk about the season and what has kind of gone by and all that but it's it's been rough for them, and you know it's it hasn't been like the first season, right we know last year it was their first, so uh. Don't know what's going to happen there. Maybe coaching change at the end of the season to maybe get someone with a different gameplay and all that. But yeah, it's unfortunate because they have really like experienced coach and they've gotten players from last season back in the squad. So that's what's going on. But they are going to be playing against the Mexico's uh, second division, Morelia, on Wednesday. I know our good friend Scott is actually going to be driving down. And I think he still has seats in his car from the last post that I saw. (laughs) So (laughs) if anyone wants to go out there, I mean, it it is on a Wednesday. And I know it's the day after 4th of July there, but uh, he's going to go watch that friendly. So hopefully they're able to get the win there. And then it just motivates them to go back to the league and continue to do well because they're going uh, back now to Wisconsin next Saturday to play against Ford Madison, which also has one of our former players, right? Andrew Wheeler, Omunu, I, f- I believe he's still with them. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting for uh, BHF to see him again because we know they're they're pretty good friends too. So moving on to USO2 with Academica, they actually lost against the uh, Monterey Bay 2. It was last Friday at home, 3-1, but they're playing once again against Monterey Bay, but now traveling over there, which is great for them. <laughs> so they get out of this like crazy heat there and get to enjoy better weather there Um, but they're gonna be playing against them at 3 p.m today and then they just have two more matches to close out their season and it's looking like of course uh, they won't be able to uh, move on to playoffs which is uh, a shame because uh, Jared really wanted to go see them to play against uh, potentially against Tucson right if they made it that far but that was the chance to potentially see them get a match but again first season in USL League 2 it's a tough one for them as well, but uh they're seeing sixth place in uh the Norcal division, which has seven teams there. so there you have it. that's the the weekly roundup of uh u s l teams that we support here in the central valley
1: well, and in the in the final words of our podcast for those of you who have stuck with it to the bitter end of this uh lengthy back and forth. Chit chat about our squad and other squads and situations and people. We really appreciate you. And, you know, we want to see you again and send us a send us a voicemail through the web or comment on the um, on our on our social media posts, tag us if you'd like, whatever. Just really appreciate you listening in, because without you, there's no point in us. So thank you so much, and uh, go Republic! Beat the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. I mean, what's a Riverhound when you're, you know, when you're Sacramento Republic? Herbs and domina? I mean, come on, we got coils.
2: Yeah. Once again, thank you to everybody that listens. Everybody that uh, submits feedback. I mean, we we welcome the comments. We love the comments. And, and once again, thank you, all for uh, meeting up with Sharon at, at the match as well. So, yeah, just drop a voicemail. Uh, comment on all of our social medias. Uh, well, while you can, uh, we know there's a current situation with Twitter, but, but still, I mean, we will definitely try try to view those comments uh, any way that we can. And if it sounds good, you know, we'll probably even post it on, onto a future episode. So appreciate you. And let's uh beat Pittsburgh next week.
0: Yeah. I also say the same thing, too. Thank you to everyone, as usual, for listening to our show, for all the support that you guys uh, show us. We really appreciate it. And once again, sacsoccerpod.com is your place to not only listen to the episodes, but if you'd like to also share individual episodes with a friend, you could simply just copy and paste. Uh, each episode has their own uh, webpage link, so you could do so there. You can also uh, leave a comment individually on those episode pages, and maybe you feel like... I don't want to record myself speak, and I get you. I was right there before I started getting into podcasting, so you could leave a comment there if uh, you do so, if you just want to save a comment about a specific episode, and we'll definitely uh, read it on a future episode as well. So there you have it, everyone. Good luck to Sac Republic as they make the trip out to Pittsburgh. And if anyone is going out to the game, uh, send us a message because it's always nice when we hear of fans uh, traveling away and we want to hear experiences at other USL venues that none of us have gone to. So just let us know. Or if you're going to any other away match, we welcome you on and we want to hear your comments on your experience at an away venue. We definitely want to hear that. So everyone have a great night and we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast.
1: Hear the music.